welcome to Imagine You. My name is Imogen Joyce and I am a mindset transformation coach, NLP practitioner and personal development junkie. I am full of passion to inspire you to break the bad habits and create your life of success. This podcast, Imagine You, is all about showing you how your internal thoughts create your external reality. From all things mindset, manifestation and self-development, I hope each episode inspires you to become the best version of yourself and live the life you thought only imaginable. I am here to inspire, to share and to get real. If we can all be in this together, then we will live a much happier world. I can't wait to hear what you think and to welcome you into the world of the Imogen Method. Hello and welcome back to Imagine You. We are now on episode 11, which is just so crazy. And I know I say that I'm going to have people on, which I absolutely am. I it's just about arranging them all which I will I will be recording one with someone very special this week so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that and I will be doing with a guest once a month and and I already got some of them booked in so it will be coming because I do feel like it's good to have that conversation as well as me speaking about stuff that I know and I can help you with it's always good to just have that conversation and something I realized I had this kind of Um, I'm going to call it a download, a message, something over the weekend. And it was like, I want to just be more real, more authentic. And I am very real. I'm very authentic. But I, I want it to be like, we're just friends hanging out instead of like, okay, let's be really serious. Let's talk about something so serious. I want to be fun. And I want it to be like, it's just a girl chat. Okay, so bear with for the interviews and the collabs because they're all coming up. So this episode this week, I'm going to tell you all about my one year no fear. I have decided to do this in the absolute peak of my busiest time. So I don't know why, but I do know why. And it was all for good reason. So the reason I decided to do this is because there's about three reasons. Number one, with my clients that I'm working with at the moment, they really, really inspire me. And it's so amazing because I feel so driven to help them, but then they inspire me even more by the things that they need and the things that we kind of break through together. And one thing I realise is a common denominator is fear. And fear is wrapped up in so many different ways, so many different forms. And it's like, that is the number one thing that gets in the way of anything that you want. People are so scared to even imagine what their life could be, even imagine their possibilities because of fear. And there are so many different fears. I could list them off and reel them off. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to just use me as an example. And this is a way for me to be more authentic and to be more vulnerable. And I'm going to share with you just examples of how fears held me back. So then you can see if you can relate and just understand. And also, I just want to share more, to be honest, because I I don't want to be rainbows and butterflies. I don't want to be wrapped up in cotton wool or bubble wrap. Because I know every point in my life where I have felt so fearful and I have got so uncomfortable, like it's sickening is the time that I've grown the most. So if I can share this with you and share all my stories, then I really, really, the whole aim of that is to inspire you to be like, okay, I'm going to get through this. I will get through this. It might be icky. It might be uncomfortable, but I will do it. 
So the number one was because of my clients and then another one was because of me. I realised I am doing something huge. I've completely changed my life many times, more than once. And I, running my own business, being my own front woman, being every part of a business that you could possibly imagine. I'm like a tech person, I'm a marketer, I'm everything. I thought I was just going to be a coach, but this is everything. And you know what? I'm so glad because I'm doing things that aren't my zone of genius. So that means I have to grow in those places. I have to learn and I'm always hungry to learn. But I noticed that every time I got, I wanted to do something more, it was fear. Constantly, constantly. I was scared of something. Always like, always had a fear underlining the thing and that's why I was procrastinating that's why I was wasn't showing up on certain things or putting things off even though I'm sure to you I am someone who shows up and I do but there's just so many different elements of it and then thirdly I've started reading this book and it's called Outwitting the Devil and it's by Napoleon Hill he is incredible and he wrote the book Think and Grow Rich which can I just say was the first book I read in lockdown and it absolutely transformed my money mindset, transformed my actual money, the amount I even earn, and especially running my own business. That is something I always go back to, to make sure I have a strong money mindset and I'm continuing to grow my money because money is a mindset and if it's a worthiness. If you don't feel like you can earn a certain amount, it's because you don't think you're worthy and there is so much conditioning that we have around the amount of money that we can have and all of that. So he was also known as one of the first ever self-development, personal development people. And he wrote this book, Outwitting the Devil, in the 1930s. So Napoleon Hill, he's not with us anymore. He wrote this book in the 1930s. And it was actually only a manuscript. And this manuscript was kept because his wife was too scared for the aftermath of when this book came out. And it's one of those, like, imagine the secret right? The book The Secret, the film The Secret, and everyone said this, like it's been known for years, but no one wanted to say, everyone was too scared. This is what Outwitting the Devil is about. And to break it down, it's basically him interviewing the devil. The devil is completely up to you how you want to perceive it. I originally perceived it as ego, and now I'm perceiving it as something a little bit deeper, something a little bit more spiritual, because it says about... So he actually explains it that the devil is the negative side of the atom and then the angels, the spirit guides are the positive side because we are all energy. Whether you're spiritual or not, we are all energy and that is science. And this is why I always say I have a very science and spiritual approach because I believe in both of them and both of them are not only evidence but truth basically truth in the way this world works and whatever way you look at it it's still the science and the spirit right so basically this book outwitting the devil the negative part he says is the negative part of an atom just like everything has a negative and a positive the law of polarity is that we have to have the negative because if we didn't if we didn't have pain hurt heartache how would we know love success joy, abundance, we wouldn't know the two and also we wouldn't appreciate it. I think I said this in a previous podcast but 
Look, I love Christmas Day. It's absolutely my favourite holiday Christmas. I absolutely love it. Apart from like being on actual holiday on the beach in the sun. Christmas, I revert back to my child self. Do you know what? We, my family, we are, so there's seven of us in my family. And then plus the, we also have wives. And, and I know Sarah's listening to this, so she's going to love this. So Sarah is my brother's fiance, soon to be wife. So she is just in the family as well. So if you can imagine, there's like 10 of us. We all still line up into the lounge door before we're allowed to go into the room with the presents, right? I'm the youngest in my family and I'm 28. My oldest brother is, I think, 35. So I feel like for Christmas, everyone still is allowed that like joyous child self. Anyway, I'm really sidetracking. But my point being, if although I love Christmas, if it was Christmas every day, would we love it so much? We wouldn't be excited. So we need that polarity of understanding. And I'm really going off on a tangent here, but I'm just basically explaining that it makes sense that the devil is that negative because we kind of have that negative to then grow and build and be that positive. So I decided one day by myself when I was writing out my goals for the week that I was going to do one year no fear and I was just going to do this completely by myself and it was all it is, there's no biggie behind it. It was just going to be a reminder to me that every time I got fearful, every time I was sitting on my laptop and I was doing a coaching presentation or I was about to post something on social media and I got fearful, I would say, no, not choosing fear today. No, I'm not choosing fear for a year. I'm not choosing it. And I know when things open up more, I'm going to do more things that scare me. And I don't mean like bungee jump, skydive or stuff like that because um, I've been lucky enough to do them already. But I mean things that scare me like, me as a soul because that that scares like your adrenaline that kind of thing but actually things that scare me like as who I am as Imogen because to me that is the ultimate growth if I can be so vulnerable and so scared and put Imogen out there then that's the only way Imogen's going to grow and that's the same for you right so I'm now doing one year no fear and I'm gonna just explain I'm going to go into some biggest fears that have held me back and I'm just going to kind of break them down so you can see what I'm even talking about and then also see if you can relate I'm going to go back in time but then these fears still come forward in the future and I've done a previous podcast I think it was my first or second one explaining all about fear and the actual reasons we have fear and how it's actually our survival instinct so go back and listen to that because I won't go into it in this one but um, that's really, really helpful to explain more about fear. But this is about fear in our modern day world, right? So a big fear that's always got in my way, I hear this a lot from my clients, is fear of judgment. I feel like this fear is huge and I'm absolutely certain every single one of us has it, has had it, has gone through it. Starting off in school, I was just so shy. I was really like, even though I had all my friends and I had an amazing group of friends and it's so amazing we're still friends now, I just was always so scared. I remember being scared to talk. I remember being scared to start a conversation. I would never, ever be the first one to start a conversation. Then when we started going out, you know, and we were hanging out when we were drinking WKD and Smirnoff Ice, which was my absolute fave, even then I was still so scared to just speak. I was scared about what I wore. I was scared about what I looked like all because I was worried so much about what other people thought of me. 
I was crippling myself, literally. And if I think back to it, it was crippling. I was, it was near enough petrified. The way I looked, how I spoke, what my hair looked like, I, um, what I even wore. Like, I have really curly hair and it was really frizzy. And I was obsessed with straightening it, literally ironing it. So I didn't look like Imogen. Because I was just scared of what people thought. And I remember seeing girls with this curly natural hair like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Like, if only I just realised that's what I had as well. And then I didn't go to uni because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't. I felt like I was just going to uni for just the sake of it. And that was a really, really big stepping stone in my life because all my friends went to uni. Everyone else went to uni. I was this introverted girl. Although I went out a lot and was happy and jolly, I was still very introverted. And I was the one that made that big decision to not go. And I had no reason to not go. I had no reason. I had nothing else to do. But I was petrified to do it because of everyone else's judgment. But really, I was going to spend thousands of pounds on something I didn't want to do just because I was scared of what other people would think. Like, when you put it into that perspective, it's it's crazy. And then dance college, I was, that was just a whole bloody plethora of fears. Like, oh my God, daily fears, daily. Like, the mental health and the mental struggles you go through in dance college and that industry, because look, that industry is all about your, like, who you are, your individuality, your ability in the person that you are, it's not about like how well you can, you know, do admin, and those jobs are amazing, but it's not, it's solely on who you are, like you, you book a job in dancing solely by the way you look, by your hair colour, by how much you weigh, by how many bloody abs you have, so it's a whole bundle of fears and like mental health issues so dance college was huge for the fear of judgment and as I've mentioned before I had an eating disorder in college because I was so scared about everyone's judgment of what I look like so I thought if I don't eat at least if I'm skinny then the judgment's going to be a little bit less like if I'm bigger if I'm a little bit chubby the judgment's going to be more so I actually didn't eat I actually starved myself because I was so worried about what other people were saying about me and how, the way I looked. And now I'm so thankful that I can look back at that and see that that's just a completely different person. Like, I don't see who that is. I relate to it and I'm like, oh my God, I just want to give that girl a hug. I really, really do. I just want to give her a big fat hug and just say, like, you don't need to do this. Like, people love you for you, not because of how skinny you've got. Like, oh... And then another fear of judgment that I was petrified for. So I booked my dream job, my absolute dream job, dancing on cruise ships, traveling the world. I was so lucky to wake up in a new country every day, a new city every day, a new beach every day. It was incredible and perform these most amazing shows. And then I finished that. That was my dream. I'd I'd gone to dance college. I trained crazily mad. I'd audition, audition. I got this job and I ended that. And people ask me to this day, like, oh, what does it feel like to quit dancing? And I'm like, I never quit. I didn't quit. I still dance around my kitchen. I still practice my pirouettes in the kitchen. I still do dance routines all around the house. I didn't quit. And that is an absolute prime example of perception. I have spent like 10 years, 12 years of my life performing and dancing on stage in college. And then just because I ended it doesn't mean I quit. 
I see it as how amazing that I spent my life doing a dream, performing an absolute dream. I didn't quit that dream. If I was doing that forever, like I can't possibly do that forever. So this is a real example as well. I know I'm talking about fear, but this is a huge example of perception. You can either put your mind in perception of lack, like, oh, you lack any more dancing. But no, I feel so proud and so grateful that that has been half of my life, right? So it's like, no, I didn't quit. I just knew that that was me done. I ticked off that dream and I'd done everything I could and I was so proud of it. I'd never given up. But the reason behind it was that I wanted to control my own life. I wanted to, you know, create my life. I was always someone that wanted their own job. I wanted to create my own work. And then my coaching business came and that was a whole new fear of judgment. I was so scared what everyone would say about me from going from a dancer to a coach. But what does that matter? Why is that down to anyone else? And I say this to you now because I say this to all my clients. If you want to make a big decision like that, if you have some big life decision or a tiny life decision, the only opinion, the only person that you need to care about is you. You only need to worry about what you think because it is for you. And I was so scared to tell anyone. I was so scared to do it. And I was training as a coach for months before I even told anyone I was doing it because I was absolutely petrified. And then when I did, everyone was really supportive. Everyone was like, wow, that's amazing. Oh my God, that suits you so much. And I was like, wow, Imogen, you've actually hidden your life for months because you were so scared of a judgment that you have created in your head, right? And that is like an underlining story about fears. We make them up in our heads. We're fearful of something that doesn't actually exist. And I'll go into that a little bit later. <clears throat> and then to this day, fear of judgment, bloody social media. Social media, I have still not got over my fear of posting something, of even going on my stories. And the reason I feel comfortable in my stories is because is because after cruise ships, I did TV presenting, I did a TV presenting course, I did some TV jobs, I did a film, which is why my hair got cut to literally my earlobes, and, but I'm actually quite thankful of that now, because now it's growing really fast, but yeah, so I did some TV work, and I feel comfortable on my stories, and I feel like I'm just chatting to my friends, but it's that, am I saying the right thing, how do I look in this photo, is this social media even any good, um, am I going to get any following from this, like it's just so ridiculous, and ultimately I'm worried about people's judgement, that probably aren't judging me, that are only thinking of themselves anyway, and having the same fears about themselves, and I really got myself out of this fear, which is why I do show up on social media, and I do I am there and I do appear, but that fear is still there. And I'm like, God, I'm not choosing it. And this is, again, the one year no fear. I'm not choosing it. Another fear that I feel like is huge and I have gone through loads and I'm probably going to repeat some of the situations but in a different way is the fear of failure, the fear of getting it wrong. And this, again, was not going to uni. I was like, am I failing? Am I not getting it wrong? But really, I didn't do that so that I had a year to decide who is Imogen? What does Imogen want to do? And if I was so, if I let that fear, the fear of getting it wrong, overtake me, I wouldn't have been a dancer. I wouldn't have booked my dream job. I wouldn't have traveled and performed around the world if I let that fear overtake me. And I'm sure if you think back to a time when there was this fear and whether you 
let it take you or you didn't. If you didn't, you can see why like you were always meant to do that thing that scared you so much. And that's the thing with fear. When you get through it, it's like, wow, I was always meant to do that. Same with dance college. Absolutely petrified of getting everything wrong, being wrong, getting the wrong dance move, doing the wrong routine. Even like what clothes I was wearing scared that I was looking wrong. All of that is just crazy. And then it was, this fear was huge ginormous in my coaching business because I am not just a coach I am a marketing manager I am a launch person to do launches I'm a course creator I'm a program creator I am a bloody admin person I'm doing accounting like all of this stuff that you just don't necessarily think about so that all of those fears of getting it wrong like am I gonna get this wrong and my biggest fear is getting it wrong for my clients and that's something that I don't mind that fear I don't mind that one because I don't ever want to get it wrong that I want to do everything for them so that's kind of like a blurry line and really I can get it wrong but it's always helping. It's a perception, it's a perspective that I'm always allowing them to see and helping them see. But in actual business in general, getting it wrong, like right now I'm doing a huge, huge launch and oh my god, the back end of it, like the email automations, the course creation, all this stuff, like the marketing, like the payment methods, like all of that is just crazy. And what if I get it wrong? What if I get it wrong? Then the whole thing goes wrong. I look unprofessional. I like all of this stuff it's crazy and I actually really really love business and I've realized I do have an entrepreneur's mind we have different um, personality traits and one of mine is entrepreneurial and it really makes sense to me and that's why my whole life I never wanted to work for anyone else I wanted to create my own work and my own job so I, I love the business side and it really does make so much sense to me but how are you ever meant to know if you've got it right right how are you ever meant to know if you've got it right if you don't get it wrong to start with if you don't fail and you don't get it wrong how are you meant to know if you've got it right if you've got it right first time there is still the is this right how do I know if this right so it's like just fail just get it wrong and I tell you I, there's a statistic about every the most successful people in the world say their biggest breakthrough was at their biggest failure because they learned so much from that failure and they grew so much. Failure is only feedback. There is no such thing. If you let it be a limitation, then that is down to you. That is down to you deciding that you are limiting your mind and your abilities and the possibilities that you can have. So don't let failure cripple you. And I'm saying that because I have so many times, but I've actually chosen to ride through the failure, ride through the things I've got wrong because that's when I've grown the most. And that is the most liberating time, right? Another fear that is really, really out there with everyone in me is the fear of rejection, which basically means fear of not being good enough. And this is something like not enoughness is huge, is really, really huge. And this is something that has really crippled me. And I have my own coach and I, through all my coaching journey with her, I have been doing a lot of work with being enough. Not only, not just me being a coach, but as in me being a person in relationships and 
yeah, like even with my group of friends, like not being enough, that's why I was so scared to speak and I'm so scared to start the conversation. If I'm going out with friends or going to a new party, I was always so scared because I don't know if I'm enough. I don't know if I'm worthy. And I'm here, I'm going to be really vulnerable and really honest and open because that's what I want to share. And I know that one of my best friends I'm going to interview, I want to talk about this. We're going to get really deep into kind of love and relationships. But the fear of not being good enough has actually crippled me in all my relationships all my relationships and I've done so much work around why relationships might not have worked for me and why I am not in a relationship now and it all stems down to I'm just going to share my whole life with you it all stems down to number one me not thinking that I'm worthy of love and don't worry I've done some really really deep work on this that I've uncovered and I'm healing and I completely understand and then number two not being good enough like I in all the relationships when a guy was really nice to me and I remember this one of my first ever boyfriends when even when I look back now I'm like god I really really loved him I was so scared that I wasn't good enough and he was so nice to me and I pushed that away and I looked like I was the bitch I looked like I was the horrible one because I kept pushing him away. But it was actually because I didn't think I was enough. I thought, you're so nice to me. You're so great. I can't I can't match up to that. You're so nice. You're so comfortable in this relationship. And I can't match that. And my I had a South African boyfriend on ships, when I was on ships. And on ships, it's so intense. And you basically move in with each other because you're in a cabin and it's no point me being at his and then walking back to my cabin like three minutes down the galley so then you know you kind of move in together so things go really quickly and he was amazing he was so incredible and I still when I look at that relationship I saw it as wow he was so great to deal with me he was so incredible how did he deal with me how did he deal with all my issues all my insecurities, all my worries, like that is just like a whole bundle of not enoughness and I'm still doing this work now, I am single and my goal for this year is just go on as many dates as I can, just like meet people, but it it absolutely petrifies me, like petrifies me, but I know that I have to do it and I have to break through this fear. I have to go through this fear because I know that there's a relationship for me. I know that there's my husband, the father of my children. I'm really speaking like, whoa, in a few years to come. But I'm just putting it out there. I know that and I don't doubt that for a second. But I have to go through this like absolute petrifying fear of being enough and thinking that I am enough. And it's actually, while I'm speaking out loud now, so literally while I'm speaking out loud, I've realised that this is actually my biggest fear. Like I always think of it as in coaching and or my business or me as a person, but it is. I've just realised it's me in relationships not being good enough. And the only way I can go through that that is to actually go through it. And hopefully my next relationship is the one or, you know, close enough to the one. And I can go through that and realise like I am enough because I've been practising that in all other elements of my life with my body, my body image, the way I saw myself. I'm enough. I know I'm enough and I know I'm great. And even if I have up and down days, like I know I'm I'm enough, I'm worthy because I'm more than just a body, 
right? You're more than just a body. Don't don't just see yourself as aesthetics. So much more than that. My enoughness in my coaching business. I know I'm an amazing coach. I know I can change people's lives. I can transform people's minds because I've done it to myself. I've done it to my clients. And I, I'm like literally falling off my chair with the amount of passion I have for that. So that fear is overridden by the passion I have to get that right and to make that change for people. But then the fear of not being good enough is in relationships. It's like I haven't got to try it out yet. My last relationship, do you know what? I'm going to share this with you as well. When we basically had to break up, had to end, because he, on a ship, you can get trans ships. You can basically be told that you're moving ships. And he only had three days. And he was like, I am moving ships. And I was like, okay then, right. Bearing in mind on the ship, you don't have any internet. Like, well, you do, but you can just about WhatsApp. So the communication would just be tough. And we were like, okay, we'll do it. Like, we'll do it. He's moving ships. He's going completely the other side of the world. But we'll do it. And then it kind of fizzled out because you just, I just couldn't actually speak to him. Anyway, I, when he left, our last day together, I remember so clearly we were in Australia and we were really lucky that we had the whole day there and we spent the whole day off the ship and we went and got lunch, we went to all these different places, we did some exploring but just kind of spent time together and I actually wrote him a letter and I'm going to share this with you because this, I'm going to be vulnerable because this is all about fear of not being good enough, fear of rejection. I wrote him a letter basically saying... I'm so thankful for you that you you dealt with me. You dealt with my, like, finding it difficult to be in a relationship, finding it difficult to accept love. Like, you dealt with me. And I look back and I'm like, I actually, like, breaks my heart that I even had to write a letter to justify my not-enoughness. I wrote a letter to someone to say... I know I'm not enough and thank you for just riding along with me because I'm really not enough for you. I'm not enough for this relationship. Like, and it, it's like painful to look back at that and I'm like, wow, Imogen. But I'm growing and I've come such a long way. And like when I look back to me in college with an eating disorder, I'm like, that's a different person, but I feel parts of her and I just want to give her a hug. And when I look back to me and the relationships, and especially that relationship, I'm like, oh my God, Imogen, I just want to, number one, kick you up the arse, and number two, like, just show you that of course you are enough, of course you are enough, and there is someone out there who knows I'm enough, and you know what, it isn't anyone else telling me I'm not enough, and it isn't anyone else telling you you're not enough, it's you. It is fully you telling you that you are not enough. So this is why I am doing One Year No Fear. And this podcast right here, right now, when I record this, I've just realised it is so much deeper than me being a coach, me showing up on social media, me running my business. It's so much deeper than that. And I... I'm sharing this because I want to inspire you. I've decided to make this like a movement. <laughs> I have no no idea what this is going to be. I have absolutely no idea. Something is telling me to just put it out there. And what I'm going to do, I shared on my Instagram yesterday, I'm actually going to start making this a blog. And I'm just going to write all of this as a blog. I have chose to do this, like I said, at the busiest time of my career however I'm committed to this career I'm committed to my business and I'm committed to help you 
because I know if I share my vulnerability of these fears and you can relate, then it's going to help you so much. And that's ultimately my biggest goal. So I have created a Facebook group, which is called One Year No Fear. This was, again, another fear I had on Facebook. And I think it's because I don't go on Facebook. I generally don't use it. So I was always told as a coach, have a Facebook group, have a Facebook group. And I just didn't go on it. And I I did make one group right in my um, coaching business, and I just never went on it. But this group is different. This group, and the reason I'm doing it on Facebook, although I'm all over Instagram, the reason I'm doing it on Facebook is because it is more intimate. It's a private group. So you only request to go in there if you want to feed all the content and have all the content, right? It's a private group and I'm going to be going live on there like two, three times a week. I'm going to go live on there today. So this is probably a bit last minute when you've listened to this. Today is Tuesday. I'm going to go live on there Tuesday morning, but I'm going to say the lives will be on there forever. So they'll save on there and I'm just going to be going through fear and I'm also going to be doing live coaching sessions. So it's also an opportunity for you to be coached by me for completely free, no charge at all, purely for the charge of me exercising my need and desire to help people. And I put this out on my Instagram the other day, like how can I help more? How can I help more? Because I not only wanna help my clients, my clients are my number one because they show ambition and they show drive and they show vulnerability to actually show up for themselves. Like you've gotta be accountable for something. I have invested thousands in my personal development, my growth and oh my God, it's, I wouldn't even question the money, wouldn't even question it, right? And it's the biggest life change in my life. So honoring my clients so much for investing in themselves and showing up and the investment made is like the biggest return. But I also want to help people that may not be possible for and I completely, I want to meet you where you're at. And if where you're at is a Facebook group, then I'm going to meet you there right so come join me on my facebook group the link is in my instagram bio at the imaging method and just come join the movement with me i have big ideas for this but i don't want to say them out loud on here because then i'm like stuck to it (laughs) but i know they will happen and i've just with this with all other elements of my uh, my business i have a whole plan and then do it all this one i'm just putting one foot in front of the other I really am. I'm going to be telling you more about my launch that I have coming up. A really, really big, exciting launch that I'm so excited for. And that, that is what I'm putting everything into. But this, I'm like, just put one foot in front of the other. Something told me a Facebook group, I've done a Facebook group. Something told me to go live, so I'm going to go live. And that's it. But ultimately, I will do the blog as well. But ultimately, I want you to join me in the one year no fear. And by that, I mean, next time you get fearful, just think, no, Imogen would tell me override the fear right so I hope you've enjoyed this episode I have been just shared as much as I can to put this into perspective for you and hopefully there's a lot to this that you can relate to and that you can see right I did that too that fear held me back there what fears are holding you back today what actions are you doing that are covering up your fear right like procrastination A lot of the time is because you're fearful of the thing that you're trying to do. You're fearful of the thing that you're trying to achieve. Really, the whole Bible we should all live by in life is you either act through fear or love. And I'm going to choose love. I'm going to choose ambition. I'm going to choose drive. And I'm going to choose just bloody going for it. Just going for it and just letting loose. Because look, ultimately, life is too short. Life is too short. And when you look back, you're like, 
you don't ever want the message to be, I wish I did that. I wish I did that, right? So I'm going to leave you with an imagine you leaving question. And the question for you is, imagine if you had no fear. Fear didn't exist and the fears that have held you back before didn't. They just weren't there. What would you do differently today? Thank you so much for listening to Imagine You. If you love this episode, then please leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear what you took away from it and how it inspired you. Subscribe to this channel to hear more. And if you're not already, then come follow me on Instagram at The Imaging Method to get even more mindset, manifestation and self-development inspo. Make sure you let me know your big takeaways and also what you want me to talk about next. Keep your eyes peeled for another Imagine You episode. But until then, I'm sending you love and light.